Let's do this. Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2023, and we're your host, Zach Mayer and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is Quest 308. Why are these classic science fiction ships iconic? Maybe I should make that redundant. Say, why are these iconic ships iconic? That'd be funnier. We're talking about spaceships. We are talking about spaceships. Spaceship. Spaceships. Spaceships. Dear listener, Zach was super tired and was almost going to call it a night. And then I was like, hey, Zach, we're going to talk about spaceships. Spaceships. <laughs> Funny. Rocket ship. So wait, wait, does this mean that, that for once I, I'm not the most sleepiest person on the podcast? I'm a rocket man. Yes. Um, <laughs> you might be because I just got up from a well-deserved nap. Um, You're just going to have to take my word on that. But All right. All right. Well, gentlemen, we are well prepared, but wait for it. I have a thing. Okay, I think I have a thing. Damn it. Do I not have a thing? Okay, I Where's think I found thing, it. Tom? I think I found it. I just had Woo! All right, Zach, you know what that means. Romance update from Baldur's Gate 3. What's going on, buddy? Who are you romancing? Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're sticking with Shatterheart. She's good now. Um... Let's see, but the the old boo, Lazel, got taken hostage, and I have to go pick her ass up somewhere in the sewers, so that's ongoing. You have to go rescue your ex-girlfriend from a sewer? I'm not gonna lie, dude, that's, uh, I don't know what that is, actually. I am gonna lie. That's, that's a thing? Yeah, apparently. Uh, apparently, at one point in the game, one of your companions gets taken hostage, and it just happened to be, uh... Ways out. So, well, okay. I guess that's a thing. Ruli, anything to add? I have no idea what this game is about, and yeah, cool oh, story, bro. Also, I had sex with a tentacle monster and a demon. I just had sex. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, is that Ruli? Is that an applause or a boo? I don't. I can't decide. Oh, no, I was. I was laughing. I mean, I. I have no idea of. Oh, it's a laugh track. Do you, Do you get any? <laughs> Is it, do you get, like, loot or something? Like, any stats increase? Like, what's, I no. mean... No. One of them comes with an achievement, which I thought was neat, but uh, for the most part, no. You get funny <laughs> cutscenes, and, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. You gotta keep in mind, though, that this is also a game that has uh, faithfully represented genitalia. If you, you know, turn that option on. So, like, it's not a porn game, but everybody is real horny. Oh, and my my favorite part. Uh, so, at one point, like, right after they released everything, uh, they released, like, patch one or something. Yeah, a big, big bug fix patch, right? Right after, a week after release. And in that patch was a note that uh, they fixed the reason that all of your companions, and in fact, everybody that you meet, was so horny. Apparently, that was just uh, a I setting that, article. that they had. They have like the horny slider in, in, their, in their dev tools, and they just had it cranked up to 11. So now they've dialed it oh, back God. a notch. So good. Um, it's, 
it's hilarious. It's it's a dating sim with combat mechanics at this point. <laughs> Oh, I fuck. love this game so much. Game of the year. <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen. Well, let's get to it. Uh, classic science fiction ships. So the reason I picked this is because Hotaku ran an article of 14 classic science fiction ships recreated in Starfield. So uh, Starfield apparently has been pretty divisive in terms of its reviews lately. Um, I guess a lot of people are saying it, it doesn't really compare to the traversal of No Man's Sky. It doesn't compare to the character interactions of Baldur's Gate. And that it really just feels like a Bethesda game. That it is uh, Oblivion in space. I, I don't know. How about that you played it? Hey, wait, wait, wait. Quick, quick time out. We're talking about vehicles and we're not talking about like shipping characters together in space. Um, <laughs> Raul, don't don't make me do it again. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, the next time that we're all together, we need to talk about sci-fi ships in the mode biblical that Raul sense. is in the biblical sense. <laughs> yes, oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh dear lord! Anyway, okay. yeah. So, um. So yes, there uh, there's this article about 14 classic science fiction ships. So I don't actually want to talk about Starfield. I want to talk about some of the ships that they uh, put in that list. So I picked 10 of them. And then I, I'm doing the same thing I did last time. I plugged them into chat GPT and asked for a description of the ships. And then, uh, well, again, we'll, we'll let you guys see if we can figure out what the ship is. And uh, we may or may not talk about, you know, that science fiction franchise. How does that sound fun? Sound like that fun? sounds good. And also, I need better definition of what a spaceship is, because I have I have spaceships that I want to talk about, but I, I don't know if they count. But okay, we'll so these too. are all ships that can fly in space, with one exception, and I could not resist keeping that one exception on the list, because, is, is, if, obviously. If fly in space is the only category, then I'm good to go. A fly in space. Yes, fly no, no, in space yeah, that, is the that only... It, that, that it flies in space. Perfect. Yeah. Good enough for me. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> all right. So, uh, these are in no particular order. I think I more or less took them the order from the article, but even then I might move them around. Uh, again, there is no order here. There is no ranking. The weirdest ship, the one that I could not resist leaving on the list, is going to be last. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Okay. So, number one. Oh, hold on. We got music for this. This ship is iconic for its role in a massive mobile military outpost and the last hope for humanity. It represents resilience and the survival in the face of an existential threat. Uh, is it a Battlestar? Oh my god. Zach, that is one point. Yay! What what part? Because I actually thought that was a little bit vague. I was like, ChatGPT, you gotta do better than this. What gave it away? Uh existential threat mobile battle mo mobile base yeah. thing i don't know it it, it all kind of seemed like it was describing a big old ship and that was the most likely candidate yeah it was either that or lex oh god no god no not that not that fucking show <laughs> jesus so yeah um battlestar galactica i i can't believe this came out in 2000 when was the miniseries four 2002 uh, I mean, oh, it's God. pretty old by now. It, it would have been a little after 2002. Yeah. I think it was probably 2005, 2006. God damn. Uh, maybe 2007. Let's see. Let's. Um, no, because it was I'm definitely. Just look it was definitely on season two when we were. Holy sophomores. shit! It so is 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Jesus. So Are yeah, they it's been a long time. Again? Say again. 
Are they rebooting this again? They've been trying to reboot it for like years now. There was going to be a reboot, I want to tell you, like 10 years ago to the reboot. And they were like, okay, no, we're going to make it a movie instead of make it a show. And then uh, that got canceled. So at this point, I want to tell you there's nothing in the works. I don't actually know. (laughs) Yeah. We need to talk about shows that were so catastrophically ended that they can't be restarted. (laughs) Oh, fucking poor, poor B-Star, man. Poor B-Star. Sigh. Um, yeah, I, I haven't rewatched this since way back then. I've, have you guys ever tried to rewatch any Battlestar? Well, I, I, rem- I, re- yeah. I remember how good it was, but then I also remember how bad it was at times, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dude. Oh, God. Uh, you know, we've said it a million times, right? Like, <laughs> it just kept getting better until about halfway through season three, and then it just kept getting worse. <laughs> it was a yeah. pretty straight line up and a straight line down. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that. I think I, the last time that I watched it all the way through, uh, God, that was probably six, seven years ago mm. now. So, Jesus. Yeah, it's been a while. Moving on. All right. For our next spaceship. Plank is a symbol of independence and resourcefulness. It is a versatile spacecraft that plays a central role in the lives of its crew, representing their quest for freedom and autonomy. Again, this is not a great description, ChatGPT. Uh, sounds like Firefly to me. Son of a... Wow. Bitch, how do you do that? <laughs> I, I don't what know. What gave that away? How the fuck did you fucking know that? Are you looking it at the article? Say, uh, fucking okay. cheating? No, re- reread that. Blank is a symbol of independence and resourcefulness. It is a versatile Independence, space resourcefulness, yeah. and a central... Yeah, independence was fucking the key word. Uh, yeah, Cowboys in Space, canceled by Fox after one season. Oh, man, what a, what a cliche. What a set of cliches this is. Oh, uh, yeah, but Firefly's Serenity. Did you guys... When did you guys watch the show? Uh, not when it was originally airing, that's for sure. Yeah. I want to say Serenity came out, like, 2003, maybe? 2004? So when it when it came out is when, I forget who had the DVDs, I went and watched the DVDs, was like, holy shit, this was fucking amazing! Why wasn't I watching this when it was on the air? Fuck you, Fox, for canceling this. Yeah, it was, it was kind of fucked up how they, how they treated that show. Because, like, even after, I guess, after they aired the pilot... They just kind of put it in a weird off the beaten path time slot and played the whole first season out of order. Yeah. So it was reruns from the very start. It never got a fair shake. In retrospect, Firefly's got some maybe problematic points to it. Um, the whole Confederacy glorification thing uh, isn't great, and Joss Whedon's not really walking that back any. So <laughs> there's. There's criticism that you can level at Firefly, but as uh, as a story uh, on its own, I mean, it's a great concept. Space Western in a weird star system with uh, really compelling characters, and yeah, no, it was it was a great show. Yeah, really. Anything to add? I remember seeing it in college, and when I was in Austin, was part of the Austin Browncoats, which was this big. Firefly Club thing. <laughs> oh man, always doing ridiculous stuff. So, yeah. oh, it's fucking awesome, actually. Um, Love it. Yeah, I mean, Zach, you're you're right. Then again, what '90s show wasn't somewhat problematic? I I want to tell you that on the whole, uh, you know, if you don't 
read into the Confederates part, it was like, oh, we were crushed by the big bad uh, corporate, you know, we control your lives thing, which I don't know. Again, if you think of it more as like a company thing, I guess it kind of works. But if you're thinking of it, yeah, as the, you know, union, it doesn't quite work. But uh, sure. really fun show and really good movie for a show that got canceled, which, you know, sucked. Oh, yeah. At least we got a movie that wrapped it up quite well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Serenity. I loved Serenity. They did a really good job uh, bringing closure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a leaf, leaf on the on wind. The wind. Uh, iconic. <laughs> really? Anything to add? No, I'm good. Number. Apparently. Oh. Uh, what's his name? The guy that played Wash. Help me out. Oh, Jesus. He's so good. He's like a voice actor in a million things. Fuck. I know. I cannot remember his name. Oh, it's not coming Alan to Tudyk. me. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, that's you. there you go. So um, I think he was from like Plano or Richardson, somewhere in that area, uh, around the time that we all like discovered <laughs> Firefly, and this was after it had all aired. Uh, he showed up at the blockbuster that one of my friends was working at. Really? Uh, just to like rent shit. Oh fuck. Uh, they had a they had a great geek out session. And they got a picture, which was just hilarious. Um. <laughs> that's, that's fucking yeah. crazy i've lived outside of los angeles for literally over 10 years now and i've never had a single celebrity encounter i suck <laughs> well like um what was it uh jessica simpson went to high school in richardson showed back up for a little while um alan tudyk was from around there there's a bunch of folks that were like from or at one point lived in plano which is just weird when you think about it, it's kind of like uh, it. It just feels pretty random to me. Maybe it makes sense to somebody else, but yeah, now you got mm. a fair few folks that cycled through there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Moving on. <clears throat> the blank is known for its distinct design and advanced technology. It embodies the military prowess and honor-bound culture of the blank. Oh. Oh shit! I didn't play Jeopardy. Or s- slave, slave one or the Razorback? Which one? No, neither. Oh. Neither. Although one of those is in the list. I'm sorry. It's it's no longer. Uh, oh, I didn't play your. <laughs> incorrect. Uh, by the way, really, it's no longer Slave One. Okay, it's been renamed to just Boba Fett's ship. All right, get it right, Chief. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. Read it again. The blank is known for its distinct design and advanced technology. It embodies the military prowess and honor-bound culture of the blank. I'm feeling Rosinante. Both suck. Okay, okay, I think the misleading thing in here is the advanced technology. Because it is the Klingon bird of prey. And I think the hint there is military prowess and honor-bound culture of the Klingon Empire. Yeah, not, isn't okay. that the one that can go invisible? Yes. Yeah. It's got a cloaking device. I mean, you'd think that would be in the clue, because I think that's like the main thing of the ship, right? I blame but... chat fucking GPT, guys. I blame chat GPT. Okay, actually, hold on. This is the perfect opportunity for... Hey, dear listener. This is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ cast trambles. So three, two, one, let's jam. All right, gentlemen, I have been th- toying within my brain, rebranding the podcast. Um, I love the QQ cast. I never want to stop doing the QQ cast. I don't even want to change the format. 
but I've been having so much fun with ChatGPT, I was like, man, if we ever wanted to get any SEO of any kind, which I don't really know that any of us actually want to do, but I keep toying with it, the idea of making this chat against GPT, and then like using ChatGPT more often, uh, I don't know, it felt like a topical good SEO thing. Gentlemen, <laughs> tear that idea apart. I mean, I could have sworn I that mean, we already had another podcast, which was the QQ Adventures that started off and failed. But, you know, why not throw another one in the fire? Go for really, it. That's a, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> it never started. Okay, it just failed. But I never, I, I love the QQ uh, Adventure. Now that I have the soundboard, oh my god, that'll save me hours of editing. We need to do another one of those. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I like the idea. Like, um, if you come up with concepts that would revolve around stuff that's generated from ChatGPT like this and just make it a series within the QQ cast kind of like we did for QQ Adventures or QQ News or QQ Reviews <laughs> all the mini series yeah uh, i mean it's I, just yeah it's a tag that you can put on it for sure and you know you could hype it up on the on the website a little yeah i i just i again i love this format i i think we've taken years to you know tweak it and come up with adding news to it or trailers and i don't want to change that uh, the whole concept of we pick a question and answer it like cool we just feed the listicles into chat gpt like we're doing now because uh, we're you know horribly original and creative but, but what if those listicles were already generated from chat gpt it's just this circling of ai down the drain uh it's so beautiful really <laughs> so beautiful. we we should do one episode i think at some point uh, where we generate the topic and all generate our responses to the ongoing conversation from ChatGPT or a similar <laughs> AI chatbot. Uh, I think it could be funny. I think it could be funny to see what the, uh, what the chatbots do with the QQ cast. Food for thought. All right, gentlemen, moving on. This sh Oh, hold on. Jeopardy. Where's Jeopardy? Damn it. There we go. This ship is admired for its rugged and utilitarian design. It reflects the lone bounty hunter's solitary and self-reliant lifestyle in the oh. outer reaches of the galaxy. Come on. Come on. That's Razorback. Razorback? Wait, wait. Back. No. Razor Crest. No. Razor Crest. No, I think God you said it. it wrong. Really, do you want to take a I guess? I did. Yeah. Um, give me a 30 seconds because I, I doubt myself now that I said it earlier. I know. It's Razor Crest. Hold up, hold up. Let me be sure. I love how you're saying yeah, the it is the Razor like, Crest. No, yes, thank you. I will gladly take that from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? It's because I said Razor back earlier, and I think that's what got yeah, me confused. But that's I how I win. Up. I can only win by confusing you. <laughs> oh no! Psychological warfare. Yeah, Razor Crest. Thank you. Give me that point. Give me that that one point. <laughs> no! no, I'm kidding. That was correct. Which, uh, the fucking Razorcrest got blown up, spoilers, at the end of season two of Mando. And so now he has, during the Boba Fett show, he got one of the stupid Naboo, Naboo uh, fighters or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I, I didn't actually watch Mando season three. I want to because I loved, I really enjoyed Mando season one and two. Did you guys watch season three? Yes. Uh, QQ review? Uh, yeah, watch it. Watch it. You'll, you'll like it. I, I I really enjoyed it, and I actually like the new ship. Um, I think he does more interesting things with it than he did with the Razor Crest. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and it's a neat callback without like feeling super heavy-handed. Like it's a hot rod for him. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, at one point, and I think this was in a trailer too, so I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, but at one point, like, he's testing it out. He's flying above the, the planet that they, they started on, you know, where they kind of rebuilt this thing. And a couple of X-Wings show up and they're like, hey, you don't have, like, a registered transponder with the New Republic. Who the fuck are you? He's like, uh, don't worry about it. And he hits the afterburners and just like smokes him. Speeds off. <laughs> oh shit! And one of the Zach. one of the one of the pilots is like, oh, he went to hyperspace. And the other dude is like, no, he didn't. Zach, 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 no, Zach, 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 Zach. I forgot to play this the whole time. Son of a <laughs> bitch. Uh, just fix yeah. it in post. Fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. No, it's fun, and I and I like the little Naboo fighter. It's it's pretty pretty nifty, and he it, it, they use it. it in the show better than I think the Razor Crest. All right, so. I I need to watch I need to watch uh, season three. I did just finish season three of Lower Decks. Just saying. Yes. Oh, okay. Lower Decks. We we won't subject Rooley to that. We'll wait someday when he's not here. We'll discuss Lower Dude, Decks. At, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what what don't you like? No, make it stop. Make it stop. Okay, we'll do this instead. At least that was worth stop beat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Moving on. The blank symbolizes adaptability and the underdog spirit. It's a ship that starts as a humble ice hauler, but evolves into a symbol of resistance and justice in a conflict-ridden solar system. That's not... That's not the Rosinante. The Rosinante wasn't an ice hauler. That was the uh, the Canterbury. Uh, in a conflict-ridden solar system? Uh, Three, two, one. Uh, according to this, according to ChatGPT, Zach, you could argue with ChatGPT, it is the, Ro- how, do you, how do you pronounce it, Rosinante? Rosinante. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's then what it is. It's, hallucina- it's, it's hallucinating because the Rosinante was an MCRN military ship, not an ice hauler. Huh. Uh, I, think, I think you get the point anyways. I'm going to give you my point. And I'll <laughs> and go back to zero. Because <laughs> this yeah, is just well, like ridiculous level of knowledge. Well, it, it's it's... It makes sense that ChatGPT would be a little confused because, like, the first ship that James Holden serves on, the one that he's introduced on, is called the Canterbury, and it is an ice hauler. But the Canterbury is destroyed, and there's this whole thing about remember the cant uh, that they, they they sort of rally around. They end up sort of salvaging. They call it salvage, uh, stealing, depending on <laughs> your point of view. This. Uh, Mars military uh, gunship, and that's the the Rosinante that they are flying around in for the remainder of the series. Zach, I'm gonna use this clip. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the Rosi. It's a cool concept. Uh, they do I have it heard, very well in the Expanse TV show. I've heard mixed things about the Expanse. I've heard everything from it's amazing, the best hard sci-fi, to this is depressing and slow and boring. Uh, it is it is a show I should watch. Like, let's be honest, because I am a <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to translate from the books to uh, any kind of motion picture-y 
medium. Um, it suffers from the same problem that a lot of the sci-fi shows have, where time dilation is really hard to get right. Yeah. And Unless in the books, they make it very clear. Yeah, in the books, they make it very clear. Like, you're traveling at sublight speeds. Yes, you're constantly accelerating, so you get a gravity effect while you're moving, and that does speed things up. But still, going from Earth to Jupiter is, you know, still months in in the Expanse universe. And compressing that for TV, it can be a little jarring. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with the soundboard. <laughs> it's okay. a really fun show, though. Highly recommend. I know. I should. I should. Uh, Ruli, any any experience or interest in The Expanse? None whatsoever. All right. Moving <laughs> on. The Blank is a versatile starship with a mysterious past. It serves as a focal point for the player's journey through a galaxy in turmoil, representing their freedom to explore and make choices. So I think I know what it is, but only because I am clicking through the slideshow that you linked earlier. God, you asshole! I'm, guess. You're I'm, gonna take a guess. I'm just gonna take a guess, anyways. <laughs> the Normandy. Oh, that's a really good no! guess. No! Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I think that's I think that's gotta be the the Even Hawk from Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, but I'm not giving you any points, you fucking that's, asshole. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, yeah, no, that one's vague enough that I could not come up with that on my own. Uh, I remember the Even Hawk. I remember playing the Knights of the Old Republic, but I would not have connected that to that clue. I don't know. The I mean, the Mysterious Past is a good one. Player's Journey implies it's a video game, and a galaxy yeah. in turmoil is very Star Wars. So I actually think this is a pretty good hint, to be honest. It is. It is. In, in, in retrospect... Absolutely. It's a great hint. Um, I think the only problem is the last time that I really like thought or played, thought about or played the Knights of the Old Republic was just yeah. so long ago. Yeah, fair enough. And that making that leap was hard. Hmm. All right. Well, before we get to number seven, Ruli, who is our sponsor for this evening? After these messages, we'll be right back. Uh the sponsor today is the Wayback Machine because <laughs> I was looking for this image that I remember seeing a long, long time ago, which is just like of all the spaceships ever made, like all of them. So I'm just going to put this in the chat and I'm sure you all have seen this one before. I'm going to put it in Mumble and you get to hear all the, the thingy things. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's supposed to be all the spaceships to scale, and I'm looking at it, and I have no idea what any of these spaceships are, but it's just really pretty to look at. Yeah, I so. actually, I do know a bunch of these, actually, because that's what kind of oh, nerd yeah. we are around here. No, this is great. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing stuff from a bunch of series. Where's the Lex? There's... The Lex is supposed to be in here. It's in here, but it's way small. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah they're, it's, it's... it's tiny. It's not too tiny, but it is small. Er, in some of these. So yeah, th thank like you, big... thank you, Wayback Machine, because I think this was um, from right. like a Nerdist post or Reddit, and all of them were four or fouring. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I know how to use the internet, oh, and I found it. Oh nice. lord, so many ships. Is this a StarCraft thing? It is a StarCraft thing. The big bug dude. Oh, there are so many ships yep. on this thing. So many. I, I honestly, I thought the sponsor was going to be uh, Fox for making and canceling sci-fi shows. <laughs> nice. Oh, we're going to see if the uh, the probe from uh, Journey Home is in here. 
gotta be tiny compared to these, right? I'd put a little, there'll be whales here! You know, I thought about putting that in the soundboard, and I was like, when the fuck am I ever gonna use that? God. All the time. All the time. Damn it. I wish this was a little higher resolution. It's hard to read a lot of that's, these. That's yeah. the best one I could find. Thanks a lot, Wayback Machine. Still really good. All right, gentlemen, moving on. All right, number seven. Blank is a sleek and agile spacecraft that captures the essence of bounty hunting in a futuristic, jazz-infused world. It reflects the adventurous and daring nature of oh. its pilot. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, can, can I do oh, it? Oh, God. Right, I push can't. You do it. Beat him, beat him. Swordfish 2. No! That's the Suck one I was it, thinking Zach. of. I couldn't remember the name of it. Nice. I, I had to look up this, right this, the spaceships that I liked. <laughs> so close, so close. <laughs> oh, man. God, oh, we've talked about Cowboy Bebop on the cast just because of the, the live-action show that, again, as I said, and really, you disagreed with me, I said it was inferior to the animated show in every way, and yet I still enjoyed it, which speaks volumes to the animated show. In truth, though, we only really had one appearance of the swordfish in the whole fucking series. Um, but the swordfish is used extensively in the animated series. There's space dogfights and races, and oh, God, it's great. Yeah, I, was, oh, I always liked how, like, the interface in Throttle was very much like a motorcycle. That just, just made it, like, so much more cooler. Yeah, and he's got a big-ass key, and the, the wings fold out, and, the like, the cockpit is a, an escape pod in and of itself, and he uses that as actually, like, a... Uh, a thing to deploy an explosive in one episode. It, God, Bebop is such a great show. Fuck. Yup. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm glad it made the list, because it made my list of spaceships I can actually remember. So. <laughs> All right, moving on. This one, General, I'm just going to say right now, this is too obvious. I don't like this one. The blank is a... I'm sorry. The Blank is renowned for its incredible smeed and smuggling history. It represents the spirit of adventure and rebellion against oppressive forces. <laughs> it's in the a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, smuggling. Smuggling. Like, okay, look, Ruli, I want you to know I did you a favor, okay? Because the Enterprise was one of the things I could have put here. <laughs> and I didn't do that. But instead, I did the fucking Millennium Falcon, so... That's yeah, fine. Here's the Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, what was the name of um, Dash Rendar's ship? None remembers? Who's Dash Rendar? The, the Dasher? I don't know. You don't remember Dash Rendar? Oh, man, in um, Shadows of the Empire, the book and the video game, Dash Rendar is basically the Harrison Ford, the Han Solo stand-in. He's like a rip-off. But, and he has a ship oh, that's basically yeah. like the rectangular version of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> the Outrider. Uh, Dash Rider had the Outrider. That's what it was. Ah. Uh, oh, wait. Sorry, I uh, I think I have a thing for this. No! <laughs> All right, moving on. Gentlemen, we got two more. Uh, the Blank is a workhorse military dropship known for its reliability and adaptability in combat situations. It symbolizes the resilience of humanity in the face of an alien threat. Oh, I wasn't playing oh. my sound. Is that a... Um, is that the Pelican from Halo? Jesus, you are so fucking good at this. But that's because you cheat. You're cheating. You're cheating and looking at the fucking not. website. I am not. God fucking damn it. For, except for that one. Except for that one. Really? No, the, um, the Pelican, because <laughs> it said dropship. Yeah. yeah. It could have been the Sulaco. Because I was thinking, like, Pillar of Autumn or one of the capital ships, but to be the dropship specifically. 
I, I could have seen the pictures of the ships too, and that would have not helped me at all. So <laughs> just give Zach all the points, please. Okay, okay. I do wish this had been the aliens Sulaco drop ship, because then I could have used this sound clip. Absolutely badasses! Let's pack them in! Get in there! <laughs> I don't think resilience of humanity when I think of the Aliens franchise. No, Jesus, no. It's the, the <laughs> Vietnam War getting our asses kicked. Oh, man. All right, gentlemen, the last one. You are never, ever going to fucking get this because I'm just going to tell you right now, this is not actually a spaceship. They're claiming it's a science fiction ship, and I question that too. Trey is the only one who would get this. That is your hint, okay? So here we go. The blank is a seaplane that embodies the adventurous spirit of its pilot and exotic locales it explores. It represents the excitement of air cargo adventures. Oh, 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 oh. That's a thing from DuckTales. What is it? Uh, I don't know the name of the plane. <laughs> That's so the only close. show I can think of with a seaplane in it. so goddamn close. Do it. Get the name. I, Get I the don't, name. I don't, I don't know the name. Of the of the plane, You're, I don't. Ah, it was the sea duck, the sea duck. The but sea you duck. were right. Sea duck. Ah, oh, goddamn it. Uh, that was on a spaceship. It's not. They, they're claiming it's again. This is. I, I blame the article. The article includes this in it, so it's the Kotaku article's fault. And then ChatGPT gave, I think, a lovely description of the sea duck. Um, so this actually, this plane actually came out as DLC for Flight Simulator, and Trey paid whatever amount of money to fucking buy it, and tried <laughs> to have me fly it. And oh my god, uh, what what's the the line from The Matrix? She's got a fat ass, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> she she's built like a steakhouse, but she handles like a bistro. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I need the Futurama theme song in this board. <laughs> Uh, dude, DuckTales was so, let's be honest, kind of dark for a kid's yes. show, right? Like, you're a, a, your plane gets bought out by, like, a businesswoman, and then you're uh, you're going to a bar with a little kid whose parents got killed by fucking sky pirates who have guns, and the <laughs> real villain is uh, a capitalist who's actually, like, manipulating everything behind the scenes, and this is, this shit is, is hardcore. They go drinking at the end of the adventures. <laughs> <laughs> the villainous capitalism will never not get my thumbs up um <laughs> yeah no it was it was a fun show i really liked the uh the sky surfing as a kid that was, yeah, that was what cool. really sucked me in fuck yeah dude oh man good show i don't actually know how long it ran for to be honest i don't know hmm all right, well, gentlemen, that was that was the list of, uh, again, inspired by classic science fiction ships recreated in Starfield. The Sea Duck actually does look cool if you want to go look up the article. Maybe that'll be so, the So uh, wait, the, the, the Sea Duck is in, is in that video game? Yes, a remake okay. of the Sea Duck is in Starfield. Okay. Okay, then that, that makes sense. That's, that, that's, that's the thread that ties it together. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's get to the news. Wait, wait, I want to, I want to mention the, the ships that I what? like. What? I want to mention the ships that I like. Oh, yeah, that I know ahead, of. Uh, okay, so first one, just because it is literally a ship in space. The uh, Was it the Falston's Paradise? From, oh, Falston uh, Paradise. Falston Paradise. There you go. From, it's, uh, a, yeah. it's a fucking hotel in space. That's cool. How is that not cool? It's a giant sea cruiser in space. That's all it is. Uh, okay, moving on. Samus's ship. That one's super cool. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, what is that? I don't know the name of her ship, actually. I don't think it has a name. Maybe Everything not. I see is just Samus's gunship. I'm like, that's not, that's not a cool yeah, name. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I like this. Okay, two, two more. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, this is the technicality. It is, it is something that flies in space, so I'm going to go with children. Um, and that's from uh, Ender's Game, how they just basically use small children to be a little sp- mini spaceship. I'm not going to. That's not happening. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the best spaceship ever is is Earth, because we are just going around in space. Is that like a Transformers thing where like Earth is Unicron or so? I don't fucking know. Did you guys see uh what is it? The Wandering Earth? No, what no. is that? Uh so it oh. was I think a Korean movie. Uh but basically like the sun is exploding and the solution was to build giant rockets into the planet and move earth out of the solar system i mean that is that is a futurama episode yes right (laughs) but i mean it was also just a couple inches so Uh, (laughs) uh, apparently apparently there's a sequel as well but like the first movie they're firing up the engines and as they get further from the sun like Earth gets way, way colder. Um, you know, turns into an ice ball, so everybody's taking shelter. But oh, one of the thrusters failed, and now their course is sending them like into Jupiter, and they have to fix it, fix it, fix it before they uh, crash into the red giant. And uh, yeah, so kind of, kind of. I mean, it's 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 a Korean sci-fi movie. It's wild, but uh, you have my curiosity. I kind of want to see the sequel. <laughs> It's so, got a 5.9 on IMDb and a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not sounds bad, great. But not great. Sounds fucking great. Okay, so my honorable mention would actually be for a obscure Arthur C. Clarke book that then some other guy wrote a trilogy after, but just read the first book, called Rendezvous with Rama. Uh, basically, the spaceship is a giant cylinder. Enough said. But uh, interestingly, there were rumors that uh, Dene Velenu is considering Rendezvous with Rama as his next uh, picture after the dune series so if that happens i will be so excited because little like jesus i was so young like seventh grade me i think read that book um so yeah shout out to rama oh oh sorry i guess i'll do this no! <laughs> you you have mentioned that book quite a few times it's maybe book. not on the podcast but yeah yeah zach do you have an honorable mention before we transition out of here um kind of hit most of the high points uh <laughs> <laughs> oh nothing's springing to mind okay um so yeah news it is really can i can i hit news the button it. now do it do it can i do it do it good news everyone great news everyone bad news everyone uh-oh i don't like the sound of that you all so, gentlemen, I only have two news headlines, but one is actually kind of like a multi-part topic, which will be fun. But first, I want to start out with one that, Zach, you need to explain this to us. Channel, Tom, link to gizmodo.com. Uh, okay. I, I love that every, uh, the dear listener can now hear that fucking voice. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> that the dear listener can hear that. I got a 404. Don't the high. What? Yeah, that Post, link is 404 not for found. Me. Oh, I didn't copy the whole thing. Sorry, hold on. Here, we get to hear it again. Channel, Tom, ah, link to gizmodo.com. Space drugs. 
Uh... So, uh, Space Drugs Factory denied re-entry to Earth. The Air Force and the FAA denied permission for Varda's space capsule to return and land on Earth. Um, yeah, now this is new to me. I hadn't heard about this. Let's see. So, apparently, one of the company's co-founders wrote on, I will never say X, it will always be Twitter in perpetuity, in all caps, <laughs> Space Drugs have finished cooking, baby! Exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately the space drugs are not allowed to come back to earth baby <laughs> let's see da, 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 da. a microgravity experiment okay i mean da, 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 da. better production in space as opposed to on land sure okay let's see <laughs> i like this though it's a very different type of re-entry capsule if the Dragon and Starliner for SpaceX are like, uh, you know, the Rolls Royces of space vehicles, we're effectively building a 1986 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Let's see. It doesn't say exactly why they're not letting it back. It looks like their re-entry plan wasn't quite up to snuff and yeah. so it wasn't clear where exactly it would land yeah it, it sounds like a danger issue so i'm actually not certain if it's just like they don't want it to blow up and spray drugs on things right as opposed to like you can't bring space drugs down here yeah you need a permit i don't know yeah something like that um yeah they're they're either not sure that the thing would uh i, I don't know that there's any real issue with the space drugs even necessarily yeah, it doesn't it's just sound like that it. it's just that like they're they they can't be quite sure where it can land due to overall safety risk and impact analysis is the quote from the faa which makes it seem like uh they're not sure if it will hit a city or the ocean <laughs> so that's the impression i get yeah all right well uh i got one more headline gentlemen and this one again has a little bit of mileage in it so pasting channel Tom, link to IGN.com. So, gentlemen, we, we totally never talk about ever get tired of talking about Valve around here. So, Valve reveals Steam sale dates for the month, opening months of 2024. So, apparently, they're trying something new, where they're going to do a series of themed uh, sales, as opposed to just the one, you know, spring-summer sale or winter sale or, or spring-summer sale, spring summer, whatever, just the seasonal ones. So, uh... I think that's interesting, and I do, you know, we talk about a lot how I, I feel like Valve does not rest on its laurels. They're they're always trying something new, and I think that's really cool. They had, like, the Indie Fest a month or two ago. I bought a bunch of shit from. So I think some of the stuff here is, is kind of hilarious in its topics. But um, any comments before we get into the, the, the actual sale subjects or sale themes? Any comments about what you think about this type of advertising? Interesting. Um... It looks I do. like they're doing a weekly sale basically every other week. I mean, oh, yeah, because that's, bas that's basically what Q1, right? Yeah, wow. Okay, I didn't even read the dates. Yeah, basically every two weeks they'll have a different themed sale. And actually, in some cases, back-to-back. -back, like the two first weeks of February are actually back-to-back. -back. Well, February's short. <laughs> fuck that month. Pass. <laughs> Give me uh... 28 reasons to say fuck that month. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, like half the hype of some of these things is like the when it's going to happen. Yeah, you do got to wonder, right? Like, is it, are you just going to get fatigued? Or are you not going to want to keep checking? Because I mean, there definitely is an element of like, oh man, I wait. And when that sale comes, I am watching their lightning sales and watching what they're doing. 
And you do have uh, to wonder if this will diminish that effect or not. I'm assuming they have data to back up this experiment, but... Yeah, but, but like, kind of knowing, like, oh, it's the Pirates versus Ninjas fest. Well, like, I know I'm not going to get, like, a Star Wars game on sale, because are, are they space pirates or are they space ninjas? I don't know. I thought they were space Sp- something else. Space wizards, yeah. really. Space, space wizards. wizards. There you go. There Hold you on, go. we have a song for this. uh but i mean they're still doing the spring sale which they call out as a major seasonal sale yeah yeah so i guess that uh, is kind of the question huh but they always do like those little like um they're uh, they're sort of themed but they've always been themed around like publishers right like the uh the psionics sale or the uh i don't know whoever makes call of duty sale or the ubisoft sale um this is a little broader which i think would be nice uh it's also they kind of in the past have rolled indie games all just into one bucket and they'd have like an indie sale yeah this looks like a a stab at broadening the themes to include more of those indie titles in the sales on a more regular cadence which was what was the indie indie sale recently was that is that Next Fest? Is that what that was? I can't remember the name of it. But Yeah, I don't know. No yeah. idea. Alright, well let's let's get into some of these titles. I think they're hilarious and awesome. So the first one, and uh, I'm gonna use music for this, is Capitalism and Economy Fest. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but this is gonna be shit like Victoria Three. And, and Civilization. Uh, like and, yeah, yeah, Sims like that. Really? Because the first games I thought of were like prison simulator (laughs) (laughs) basically anything that has simulator in the title yeah Yeah, power washing simulator will not appear not not that one not that one no but (laughs) like like football simulator tractor manager simulator like you want to manage a farm but not have the fun of like harvest moon we've got a simulator game for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um there's also that uh what was that uh like bring us the moon or bring us mars or uh survive mars there was one where you were basically just like a capitalist on mars trying to dominate a market with subterfuge and i don't know there's a bunch of little like economy simulators. terraforming mars is that terraforming mars oh there's that one maybe that was it i don't remember i don't know not alpha centauri view dude my my new boss's boss uh our general manager uh has an amazing, amazing career throughout the games industry. And he uh, started working at Microprose way back in the day and actually was a designer on Alpha Centauri. It's so awesome. Alpha Centauri. Yep, 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 yep. I'm going to nerve staple some peasants. (laughs) Okay, so the next one here is uh, Pirates versus Ninjas Fest. I don't really have music to apply to this, so I'm just going to play something that gives me an excuse to play it. Okay. The X-Men theme? Yes, that is yes. yeah. a choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pirates versus ninjas. So I'm assuming Sea, uh, sea of Thieves is going to be on sale. I'm assuming Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, really, all the Assassin's Creeds will be on sale because you can argue they're a pirate or a ninja. Uh, what else is going to go into this? Ghosts of Tsushima. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, maybe Metal Gear fits into that, ninjas? Uh... <laughs> They do have a cyber ninja, so uh, Metal Gear Rising, or Revengeance, Revengeance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That should fit in there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That could be fun. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, a little indie game called Shogun Showdown should absolutely go into that. Great game. Highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Ruli, what ninja versus pirate game is going to be in this list? Ninjas, ninjas. Um, just where there was like some like Castlevania ninja game out there or something. Metroidvania style oh, a, game. I forget the yeah. title. Yeah, there's a billion Metroidvanias. I'm sure some will show up in there. Well, cool. Uh, the next one up is Next Fest. Now, again, I, I can't remember if that was like the indie game showcase. And if it is, oh, man, I so thoroughly enjoyed that last time. Um, I love when Nintendo is doing the Nindies directs and giving them shout outs. Again, Steam is doing, I think it was Next Fest. I just love it. Uh, it's it's a golden era for indie games. There are so many amazing ones out there. So many cool devs. I love giving them exposure. I love them getting exposure. I love giving them my fucking money. Um, oh, dude, it's great. But I don't know. What else would Next Fest be if not that? That probably. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> okay, then. I So maybe this is a me problem, but I'm not super familiar with Next Fest. What exactly is that? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think... That is like saying like the next generation of, of games that are coming out. I, th I think that's oh, okay. what it is. Let's, let's see here. Okay, because when I think of next, I think of next.js, and that's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> let's see. Does uh, next fest... Oh, it's just a celebration of upcoming games, according to this. So hundreds oh, okay. of games and demos. Oh, you know what? I think, I think they might have had like a subset of games that were indie games but yeah it's, it's a lot of stuff of like upcoming things where they really encourage developers to put out demos so there was a bunch of indie games i was playing demos of so that that's what it was that's why i was associating that right now just cool okay so the next section here is uh remote play together and so i hear the word together and i'm gonna have an excuse to use this i wanna be the very best like no one ever was no, nothing. All right. <laughs> uh, it's better yeah. together, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Hold I mean, on. There's I have this. Not... Hate you all. Okay, I'm abusing the soundboard, guys, but it's fun. I'm glad to have it, and it doesn't sound like <laughs> shit this week. Okay. Fuck you. We're happy. You're... We're we're happy. You're happy, Tom. <laughs> that's a lie. Um... You know it. <laughs> Uh, Ruli has gone yeah. completely silent. What do you want to remote play together, Ruli? Oh no, no, because I'm, I'm looking actually at the actual story, and like they have like this whole eligibility description of all the things for oh. that we're talking about. So well, enlighten it, it, us. So there, I mean, it says any game that supports the remote play together feature, but I mean that one was pretty obvious, and so was the other one. So I mean, it's it's a thing. And so, so remote play is because I've I've never used it, but it's basically like multiple people playing on the same computer right but instead of it actually supporting like network multiplayer with like let's say an external server you're just playing on that box at the same time but it says remote play together so i'm guessing that does mean multiplayer no no like at least multiplayer in the traditional sense of like your nintendo switch where it just like everyone's playing off that same box itself right there is no like real multiplayer server out there oh, okay. in the cloud somewhere type thing okay yeah, so let's see. Share your local co-op games online with friends. Okay, so things like um, recently Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, right? It's designed for couch yeah. co-op, but you can do couch co-op remotely. Okay, yeah. so yep. it's not your traditional online lobby game. All right, it makes sense. Yep, 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 yep. 
All right, moving on. Remote play together. That's, I just said, oh my God. I'm, I'm dumb. Dinos versus Robots Fest. So uh, all we're missing there is, you know, is it, can, can that be interpreted as mechs versus kaiju? Because if so, Into the Breach is going to be in that fucking sale. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, dear Christ, yes. Well, again, <laughs> well that's robot I, dinos. They're not versus each other. I don't know if that counts. I mean, yeah, but it's you versus robot dinos. So there's, yeah. So, really? so Tom. It's dinos versus I'm, other dinos. Robot dinosaurs versus uh, robot Again, from, from the RTFM, examples of games that may not include dinosaurs or robots as a primary game mechanic. Kaiju and dragons are not dinosaurs. Fuck. Games that happen to have some robots in them. The robot must be front and center. So, no, no! Make the sorry, rules. I can't not use that clip. I just read them. Oh. I'm so pissed. Fuck that. Moving on. Spring sale. Um, so yeah, obviously the big spring sale. Is there anything that you guys have on your wish list of like, oh, if this goes below a certain point, I'll buy it? Yeah. Such as. I mean, I'm pretty sure Disco Elysium should be on that list, and I should have bought yeah. it like a year ago because everyone keeps saying to play it. So. Wait, sorry, which thing? Disco Elysium. Oh dear Christ, yeah. The top-rated PC game of all time. All of it. <laughs> oh man, there, there's a bunch of stuff that I keep on my list where I'm like, if it gets cheap enough, maybe I'll buy it. But, uh, man. Look, I, my my broken ass thumb. Sorry, Zach, that I won't see you next week. Um, I can't even play the games I want to if I could. So like everyone, the, the new uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth is coming out soon, and everyone swears that the original uh, Final Fantasy remake is great. And if that got cheap enough, I might buy it and and give it a shot because everyone says how fucking amazing it is. But that's just one game of like one example of a game like I would buy it. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I just wouldn't even if it got cheap. Like I don't know. I'm just not that interested in Zero Dawn. I'm not interested in that. Like Sea of Thieves, I think today is like 50 percent off. I don't know. I I really just been gravitating towards indie games lately, and for the most part, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give them all the money anyway because they're small studios. So there's a few things on my my you know backlog for a major sale, but nothing that's just I'm really chomping at the bit for. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, I really enjoyed uh zero dawn um yeah it's got a fun character really cool story a great setting uh cool combat mechanics and i'm really looking forward to playing forbidden west when it comes to pc eventually but um yeah it's also just like part of the problem with some of those games is that they're just so big Mm -hmm. uh that getting into them and getting through them and like appreciating the art that is there is tough to justify just the investment in time. Uh, indie games can definitely be broad and deep and you know take hundreds of hours to really experience and see everything that they have to offer, but I feel like for the most part, uh, indie games focus much more on the quality over quantity. And if they've got a virtue, it's in getting you into something cool and not overstaying their welcome. Core game loop. Core game loop. Fuck yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Ruli, before we get to the last category, anything on your, your to-buy list you're waiting for that Steam sale for? Um, Disco Elysium is $10. I'm buying it right now. 
Hold on, hold on. There you go. There you go. Do it, buddy. Do it. I mean, it's, it's purchased. That does no way dictate that I'm going to play it. But. Well, that, so, you know what's funny? All three of us now need to play it. All three of us own it. All three of us have Steam Decks. We probably should coordinate and all play it at the same time so we can actually talk about it. That actually might be fun, and it would give me an excuse to actually sit down and play the motherfucker. It is going to be so hard. Um, I'm still neck deep in Baldur's Gate 3. I Oh, <laughs> so did I, did I tell you guys uh, I'm getting a new monitor. Zach, are you only neck how, deep? How, or how are big you... is it? How big is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. How big is it, Zach? So it's uh, the 57-inch the Samsung... Uh, 32 by 9 Jesus uh, Christ ultra wide it's not even a monitor anymore it's a it's a TV that's not a it's TV huge. that's a fucking peripheral it's a wrap around your head it's it's huge it is basically two big old 4k monitors stuffed together into one thing without a bezel uh the reason that I'm getting it is partly because I have no 4K in my house, and that sounded cool, but oh also because the uh, the monitors that I do have in my triple monitor setup uh, can be replaced by one screen. So that is what I'm really looking forward to, but I'm waiting Jesus. for it. It's coming in the first week of October, and I <laughs> will probably still be playing Baldur's Gate, but after that monitor shows up, I am looking forward to using it for Starfield. You're going to be back in VR just by looking at your fucking monitor. I know. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I'm all for it. Uh, if if the next generation, like the true next generation of uh, media devices is just like shooting lasers into your eyes to get a picture, I am all for it. Dude, no, I just need, I... Eye, tr I just need eye tracking so I don't have to use a mouse so I don't keep getting more repetitive stress injuries. Dear Christ. Yeah. Okay, So Zach. that's apparently one of the things that the Apple headset does real well. Uh, fuck they you, say it's shut like up. magic. Okay, uh, I just want to use one more sound clip. Zach, so about that monitor, would you say that it's absolutely... absolutely badasses! <laughs> <laughs> yes, although I'm probably going to... I'm probably going to pay early adopter... Uh, prices and oh, more sure. than just money. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see yeah. if your video card. I mean, you're, okay, you have badass video cards. It can handle it. But rendering that many pixels is a challenge. I hope your air yeah. conditioner is ready to run full goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it works out. Okay, so uh, last thing on the list here is Deck Builders Fest. Oh my god, guys. Oh my god, that is my jam. That is my fucking jam. I can't wait. I hope, like, games come out with demos at that time. Uh, oh, man. Tr Trey hates fucking deck builders. Fucking hates them. I love them. Where do you guys stand? Uh, somewhere in between. I really liked uh, the uh, the Spire game. Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Oh, it's great. Yeah, that one's, that one's great. And it's fantastic on the deck. Like, it made for it. Um, in general, it's not something that I reach for. Uh, like, I don't know, I, I, I used to, in, like, two lifetimes ago, play Magic the Gathering and other, uh, call them CCG or TCG trading Collectible card, card, card games card versus games. tradable card games, yeah. Yep. And, um, and that's sort of what I, uh, 
that, that, that's sort of the, the memories that are unlocked when I do deck building games just in general. And subconsciously, I think I'm just kind of like comparing the two and none of them, they're, they're either way more complex than even Magic the Gathering, which is saying something, or so dead simple that it doesn't really compare. Yeah, I mean, the hallmark of a good game, right, is um, uh, easy to learn, difficult to master, and that usually means you have a limited number of mechanics through which you have emergent <laughs> complexity. So you add 50 million mechanics or tokens or currencies, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, this game sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not very many of them that hit a sweet spot for me. Yeah. Slay the Spire is one of them, for sure. Oh, it's fucking um, fantastic. But, like, as... I wouldn't say a rule, but as a general guideline, I don't expect a lot out of deck builders, so I don't really reach for them uh, when I'm thinking of something to play. Yeah. Zach, you know, you said you played Magic the Gathering, but did you ever play I wanna be the Pokemon the game? Best, like no one ever I mean, not really. <laughs> when those, when the, so I remember when Pokemon cards first started coming out uh, and thinking that, wow, what a weird, fad thing for this to be. And they were kind of like beanie babies for a little while uh people were more interested in collecting them than they were like playing get the, the card foils game. bro get the foils <laughs> well it's morphed over time and i i wish that i had had the foresight as a middle schooler to realize that the pokemon cards that were brand new at the time uh were gonna have like the staying power that they ended up having because like even then when the pokemon cards first came out uh, Magic the Gathering had gone through several generations, and the first generation cards were worth a lot of money. Everybody knew that, like, the um, uh, Black Lotus was the rarest card in the Magic universe, and you know somebody had sold one for like ten thousand dollars or something. Yeah, I, I've had friends that have owned those and sold those. It's absurd. Yeah. So buy a fucking uh, car with it. <laughs> yeah, so like I remember having those or you know getting a couple of packs of Pokemon cards just because they were, you know, neat and I liked Pokemon. Um and that that first generation set was nearly complete at one point for me and then I like gave them away to uh one of my sister's friends or something mm. and yeah, I don't really have them anymore. Uh wish I did. Yeah. Really anything you've been silent here anything to uh to end on for card games? Did you ever play oh, oh. the Pokemon card game? I mean, I started with a video game and stuck with that. Uh, but I was going to say, um, the card game that, like, recently, I say maybe a year or two ago, that just, like, stole my heart was Inscription. But oh, it's also because, like... Yeah. I haven't played it yet. But it's, but it's also because it's just, like... <laughs> Games that have that kind of weird spookiness ARG thing behind so it, you. all the all the lore stuff. It was completely up my alley, and it's just <laughs> it's like it's it's like super mega meta, and like it just games and games and games. Like that's fun, right? So it just like it was just like oh, there's this card game that I'm playing to get the rest of the story. That's really really interesting. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed the card game. It was it was cool. So I I want to take this opportunity since we're talking about it. Um to turn you guys on to a book that I read last year, I think. Uh, the author is a friend of Callie's who used to be a lawyer and now is writing full-time because his book was reasonably successful. Wow. Uh, but the reason that I want to bring it up, it's called Jake's Magical Market. It is uh, RPG lit, or progression fantasy, however you want to call it, but the magic system 
in that world is based around cards, <laughs> literally. Neat. And they do it pretty. He does. He does it in a fun way. Um, it's his first novel. Uh, it suffers from you know first novel problems. It's very good. I liked the audiobook. Um, if you're into those, it, it, the narrator was really good for that. Uh, it's fun. It's fun, exactly. and it's got a neat magic system, and it's it, deck-based. If you were going to pimp a product, you should have told me. After these messages. <laughs> After these messages. Oh, wait, I need that too many times. Uh, okay, well, cool. Gentlemen, do you want to wrap up with trailers? Yeah, let's do a trailer. Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land. In a time. Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Ruli. Channel, Tom, link to youtube.be. Tell dear listener what we're about to watch. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth dash release date announced trailer. <laughs> I love how it's a release date announced trailer, but it actually has like a full trailer. But like they're celebrating the release. I don't. A trailer is fucking it's ridiculous. Three minutes long. What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, it's long. So I was going to do, there was an Onimusha anime trailer from Netflix. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I just clicked on it just to see what it would sound like. And it's just people talking in Japanese for like three minutes. And I'm like, this is going to be the most boring thing on the planet if we do that. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know. Let's do some Final Fantasy. That seems like fun. And then I can use, you know, things like this. You guys sound so fucking count us, excited. Count us, count us down. Okay. Yay. All right. Three, two, one. Play. PlayStation. The world's ending. At least, that's what everyone's saying. The sky. I don't like it. Now, you guys didn't play Remake, right? Ready no one to did. fire, sir. Welcome uh, to the now, new I don't world think so. order. You'd know if you did. Yeah. Fire! No, I didn't. Just close your eyes so, and it, wait, listen. is this? Tell me you can't hear that. I guess the sequel, or is like this disc 1.5 or 2 or whatever. Yeah, the... yeah so they're making a remake trilogy. Feet. The first one was Final Fantasy VII Remake. The second one is Rebirth, monsters. and they haven't told us what the name of the third one is yet. But basically, uh, yeah, even though it's not actually aligned okay. with the three discs, yes, there are three <laughs> you can find games him. that are re Ooh. spoilers, remaking an alternate reality of Final Fantasy VII. So you no. needed the call too, did you? What are you talking about? As you can oh, like see, your brothers down there Chocobo. are having a little <laughs> Segway, Cloud on a Segway. Fucking stupid. Yeah, I ask because I suspect they're soldiers suffering from cellular degradation. We did miss an opportunity to make fun of a moment ago. Kate Sith has a Scottish you accent. Know God truth. knows why. Trust in me. Sephiroth! I do remember the giant snake boss. I absolutely remember that. That was pretty epic and awesome. And yes, they've added combo attacks to the game. I do admittedly think that's cool as fuck. That's cool. Yeah, yeah people are very excited because Kate Sith and uh, Red 13 are playable in this. And there's another character we're going to see in a second that people are very excited for, although we don't actually know if that character is playable. Is it, is it spoilers to say that someone hasn't died yet or someone's going to die at the end of this disc? Oh yeah, for a 1996 video game, just fucking spoil it. <laughs> well, that's kind of the question, though, is whether or not she will die in this version. 
just because um, there have already in the first game there were already changes to the timeline. It's implied this is an alternate reality or some shit. Yeah. So will a different character die? Maybe. Who knows? Mm. And Excuse see, me. this character right here Did is alive. It's not a spoiler. A Zach, bit. the person yeah. that Cloud is based after, is actually alive in this reality, which is again a deviant, re or devi deviated, deviant reality. Deviation. 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 I mean, which, which I'm fine with because I feel like that was like one of the biggest plot points that everyone constantly just forgets, just because it's so ridiculous. It's upon us. But whatever. So there you go, Vincent Valentine's in this game too. When worlds merge, I'm waiting. So there you go. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I mean, look, I think Final Fantasy VII is horribly overplayed. But, you know, again, I'll give credit where it's due. This looks cool. And I know my friends who enjoy Final Fantasy VII thoroughly fucking enjoyed the first game. So, it, look, it looks good. It looks good. Yup. Do either of you give a flying fuck? I mean, barely. It looks <laughs> fun. Uh, really? <laughs> that might be up for giving it a shot. This is this is one of those video games where I'm gonna go to YouTube, look for the highlight reel, and just watch that <laughs> because I don't I don't want to grind. And do they, do, they still, do, they, do they even have the mana system anymore in that? Like I don't even know what any they, of this. They did this cool thing where instead of just being pure action combat, you can like basically go into slow mode or slow mo matrix bullet time while using your menus to select like spells and stuff. So apparently it's a really cool hybrid of both turn based and action-based combat because at this point square enix is just fucking obsessed with action-based combat that's the only thing they will do rumor has it the next dragon quest will be action-based so at least this game apparently still has an element of the turn-based even though you're only controlling one person or maybe in bullet yeah. time you control multiple i don't fucking know yeah all right anyway dear listener thank you so very much for joining us oh <coughs> okay so one i choked and two uh zach be, be thinking of some music to go out on as i do this Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any and all views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends, family, co-hosts, or co-workers, and certainly not their employers, past, present, or future. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. Zach Ruley, will we be back next week? Well, Zach, I know your answer. Yeah, I'm Hopefully. Gone. Hopefully. <laughs> Ruley, we're going to have a duet, buddy. You and I, we're in here. Zach is going to be literally off the grid. Where are you going, Zach? I'm going to be at the bottom of a big old crevasse. That's hot. Is it a canyon? Um, it is a canyon. You might even say that it's a grand canyon. Ooh, how fun. He's going to be deep down in some huge tracts of land. I just had to... <laughs> Couldn't resist. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, really, hopefully we'll get a duet next week. Zach, what song are we going out on? Uh, now I've got Final Fantasy stuck in my head. I'm going to go with One Winged Angel. All right. Let me find this. Hold on. All right, dear listener, here you go, One-Winged Angel. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, thanks for reviewing some iconic spaceships, making fun of some Steam sales, and uh, letting me ramble about a video game I don't even really care about. Yay! And until next time, dear listener, final QQ, One-One-Q-QQ? Q, Q? You know, seven. <laughs> there's a reason I'd stop trying to do these fucking clever outros, because I'm bad at them! QQ. I just got bored. Everybody out.